D&D Outdoors is brought to you by the Headline Outdoors. He- head on over to headlineoutdoors.com to watch season one, season two today, and also download Headline Outdoors streaming app on Roku or Fire TV. D&D Outdoors is also brought to you by the Southwestern Outdoorsman. Head on over to www.southwesternoutdoorsman.com and purchase your D&D Outdoors official t-shirt or decal today. Welcome back, everyone, to D&D Outdoors. We hope you had a Merry Christmas. Uh, today on the show, we have a little update on some high news, some fun little stories, and then we have a very special guest, Jeff from Star City Whitetails. So how are you doing today, Dustin? I'm doing good, man. You doing all right? I'm doing good. Work's finally was off for the last week and now or not the last couple of days and now it's just ready for new year's <laughs> it'll be here before you know it i know and then hopefully 2022 is not as crazy as this year but i'm not holding my breath on it <laughs> yeah hopefully not <laughs> um yeah so um see we always we said we have a special guest Jeff on, and just some fun little updates here. So you want to? So if starting out here in Arizona, we're actually having a couple of big updates, which actually aren't really negative for once. Um, starting next year, all of our licenses that we'd buy over the counter are going to, uh, um, what's it called? Going to a mobile phone or electronic so all your tagging and stuff will be done by your phone which will be interesting i think we've done something like that it's uh, it used to be you had to go to a check station and then they pushed the website or the app on the phone and all. yeah apparently with us what's going to happen is it's going to be your tag and when you harvest you need to just hit a button on your phone to fill and say you got it and that's considered the animal tag which I think is interesting because I, I hunt in a lot of areas with out cell service. So I guess as soon as you get in cell service, you better tag your deer or elk. I mean, I can. It's difficult for me too because the property I have is the, the upper part of it. I can get cell service, but if I'm at the bottom part of it, I'm dead in the water. So. Yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be fun to watch this one play out. That's for sure. And then, in other news, Arizona, you know, you've heard me probably complain a lot about the -the over-the-counter hunts and all the non-residents that come in here, you know, and how they've been eliminating tags. I feel like I complain about that a lot. Um, But they have officially passed starting, not in 2022, but the following year, so 2023, that they're going to make you mandatory to report your deer that you harvest, and they'll be closing units once X amount of years are harvested uh, in that unit. But it's kind of cool because one of the biggest complaints that we, I mean, us residents have is everybody from out of state comes here and pays all the money to get a guide and doesn't really, I don't know, as we would say, quote unquote, take up the, um, take up the deer that we see. And as I've talked about, it's really tough to hunt out here. Um, but they're also going to implement a 10% cap on non-resident sales. So 
only 10% of the sales can go to resident non-residents, which is interesting, but it also helped keep the deer population or the deer take at bay. So I, they have it broke down into sections in a certain sections. You can only say, let's say 10 deer after that, that section closed. Yeah. Yeah. So in that section, only 10 deer can, um, yeah, essentially. So like we do that with mountain lion and bear here, once X amount of bear or mountain lion are taken in a unit, then, um, the, um, animals are then, uh, the units then shut down. So we don't, then you can't hunt it. I think you, they shut it down. Usually they give 72 hours in advance notice. So if you do kill one, yeah. Well, after it gets, before it gets, once they announce the shutdown, you have 72 hours, I guess, to complete your hunt and get out of there. But here it'll be the same thing, but it will be interesting to see how this non-resident cat plays. So but it does camping or whatever and um, they ain't got cell service. And then what? And they ain't got cell service where they're camping at. Um, I guess that's why they give you the 72 hours. So I guess they hope you'll get out of there, but it's, you're kind of, they even states in the rules, like before hunting, you need to call the hot, they have a hotline number you have to call. So it's, it's kind of up to you hmm. on how you want to risk it essentially on that, which is interesting. But I mean, in Arizona, a lot of people do where they camp will come out at least every now and then you're not really going deep into the back country around here, unless it's for like elk or deer, but for mountain lion and bear, you're typically um, camping and then coming into service eventually within a couple days to find out. But that's why they give that 72 hour cushion. Um, and then last thing, remember on Friday, this will be the last time you can legally use your game camera in Arizona to go hunt or use it to help you find people to go find animals hunting. The game camera ban will be in full effect starting on July 1st or January 1st. Jumping ahead already. <laughs> yeah, a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> So, yeah, so that's that. That's all the fun that we have. Um, what, yeah, I mean, you, you sent some interesting stuff this, this, uh, this afternoon. You want to talk about it? Uh, actually, I'm looking at an article now about Finland is painting deer antlers in a reflective paint. I guess, yeah. you know, accidents and stuff like that. It looks pretty wild. It's... Yeah, that's scary. I'll post that picture on our Instagram. That scary picture of a deer antler just glowing in the dark. Yeah. It's... It almost looks fake. Yeah. I don't know how true it is. And people do, I mean, I don't know. I don't know many deer that will let you get that close to them to spray paint <laughs> stuff on its antlers. It's got to be a tame deer or something. Cause if it was in the wild, it would be... Uh... It would be like a like an albino would stick out like a sore thumb. Yeah, the pre- yeah, it has to be just like one of those city deer that just hangs around the city all the time. I yeah, that was that was up in our area or your area. It would definitely be eaten by coyotes or a bear pretty quick. 
I think we talked about it before, but somebody had went up and actually spray painted the side of a polar bear, and they I think he actually had to put the polar bear down because it would just it couldn't eat, it couldn't hunt seals or whatever because the seals would see the big weird stuff on the side of it coming up. Yeah, yeah, I think we did talk about it. Yeah, it's crazy that how well their camouflage works, but how easy someone could screw it up. Yeah, es- essentially. Oh lord. Um, and then, so I, we talked about this, you know, I sent you that article. So you want to talk about, I guess you get what's coming with to you when you go poaching. A man in Texas has been, uh, got what's not accused, uh, was found guilty of poaching, um, deer back in 2016. And then, um, it turned. It just came out that beginning in 2017, he had to spend every weekend of deer season in jail. So, <laughs> jail stands up. I think next year. Could you just? But I mean, that's got. I mean, obviously, I like seeing those harsh penalties because I feel like at times poachers do just get away with a little slap on the wrist. But could you just imagine every once you see deer season come up, you have to go check yourself into jail all the time. <sighs> The judge, he did something to the judge. The judge was like, all right, I'll get you. He yeah. Got- and on top of that, he had to pay $34,000 in civil restitution. Golly. That's a little wild. I mean, you get excited for the weekend, and then you have to go sit in jail. I wonder, it doesn't say, I wonder if he just, like, checked in on Saturday morning and then had to check out Sunday morning, or if he actually had to spend, like, midnight I guess midnight on Saturday to midnight on Sunday. It might have been, uh, I think they do it here where if you go, you check in on a Friday night at like six and you don't get out till like Sunday morning at six. That's wild. Yeah, that would be tough. But I mean, I guess to get to what's coming to you on that. Yeah. Oh, Lord. So definitely, I mean, it was a giant deer he poached too. Um, but I mean, that's, that's kind of one of the more wild stories that I've heard in a while when it comes to poaching. Yeah. I mean, I've heard your hunting license getting taken away. I've heard, you know, everything besides going to pretty much everything besides going to jail. Yeah. You get your hunting license taken away, you get your vehicle taken away, your guns taken away, but yeah, come check yourself in it. You know, weekends during hunting season now. <laughs> yeah. Uh, get to eat bad food and not even get to go hunting anymore. Oh, Lord, that's wild. Oh, man. Crazy time, crazy stories out there. Uh-huh. Whether you're packing out an elk late at night or trying to sneak into your deer stand early in the morning in the darkness, Definitely want a top-of-the-line headlamp. Well, head on over to Cabbage and get your headlamp today. With 300 lumens and 220 degrees of LED light, the K110 headlamp is the best for you. Head on over to Cabbage and get your headlamp today. That is at www.kawachusa.com. As we said, Cabbage Headlamps is the best headlamps for all um, your hunting and outdoor needs. 
we would like to welcome on a very special guest here. We have Jeff of Star City Whitetails. How are you doing today, Jeff? Doing great, gentlemen. Doing great. How's your hunting season going? Uh, it's going fairly well. I've been actually pretty busy out of the woods, which has kept me from hunting as much as I typically have. But early season bear, uh, I was able to harvest a bear, uh, 305-pound oh, wow. black bear in the mountains of Virginia. Um, and opening day of bow, uh, I was able to harvest a doe. Um, since then, I've been looking for big headgear and have not found that, but uh, I you know, hunted through uh, muzzleloader, uh, rifle, and now uh, in my neck of the woods, it's late muzzleloader all through Virginia. And uh, uh, I'm still have a couple days to get out there, but I uh, have had success and have really enjoyed it. That's good. That's good. Yeah, I mean, sitting out here in Arizona, it's a little bit warmer. And I always laugh when Dustin and I are talking about the weather differences between the two. <laughs> Right. Yeah. All so ways what, from Virginia. Yeah. I'm, I'm kind of jealous at times, you know, we don't get much of much seasons out here in Arizona. We got hot, not so hot, cold, then back to hot. <laughs> gotcha. Yeah. Well, I think what you do avoid out there is the humidity that the summers of Virginia bring. Other than that, I mean, I wouldn't trade anything with Virginia, but the humidity and, uh, you know, yeah, June, July, and August, or something else. Yeah, yeah, terrible. Remember, yeah, I don't. That's one thing we don't. We we like to say it's like an oven out here. We just we just cook <laughs> in the summertime. <laughs> gotcha. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, Star City Whitetails. I mean, going through it. You know, I joined the group. It, he, I mean, it's got to be one of the bigger. Would you say? Uh, hunting groups out there for. Uh, Facebook, um, wouldn't you say? If you want to, like, you know, tell us a little bit about that and, like, what got you into it and starting the group. Well, first of all, I'm honored to, to do it, uh, or I wouldn't, because it is um, uh, a, a blessed obligation at this point. There's uh, just short of 33,000 followers, um, and, and those are loyal followers. Those are people who participate and, uh, uh, I know a lot of the names, not nearly all of them, obviously, but uh, it's grown considerably and it's been organic uh, growth, which that's what I'm most proud of. I do not solicit contests where you uh, have to get 10 of your friends to like the page and that type of thing, because I want the folks on the page that enjoy the page, that enjoy our tradition, you know, that are um, in it to win it, so to speak, not here for today and gone tomorrow, but we'll stay with the page. And I try to keep it, uh, upbeat, uh, up to date and substantive. And, um, you know, the reason you ask why or how it started, I, um, it started out of passion. It continued, but, um, uh, the Roanoke times, which is, uh, a local paper, and which has been in place for decades, uh, used to support our tradition and uh, did it well, had outdoor writers, etc., and uh, was a great place for those of us in this area to uh, 
pull information and uh, share it. And, uh, you know, it was through a publication, obviously, a newspaper, which these days most people like to get stuff online. But anyway, the paper uh, became less interested in a big way of hunting. And matter of fact, uh, wasn't supporting the tradition at all. Uh, so I decided I would uh, get together a Facebook page for folks in this area to to go and share and gather information as it pertains to hunting and uh, our Virginia outdoors. And, uh, you know, lo and behold, it's, it's spread across from the east, uh, Virginia, to the, from the shores to the, the edge of Kentucky, you know, as far as Virginia goes. But it's also like you mentioned, you're in Arizona. You you follow it. I I send merchandise to Alaska, Massachusetts, Florida, Georgia. But it's a it's a it's a staple in Virginia now. It has become that. And uh, the reason I started it was just because I love the sport. But uh, there wasn't a place for the local folks here to share and gather information as it pertained to hunting and pictures and. Uh, that that love of the outdoors that you know from my passion has grown obviously gotcha how did you come up with the name star city easy um roanoke virginia is called the star city of the south oh really yeah um on mill mountain which is one of the predominant mountains right here in roanoke that surrounds the roanoke valley there's a man-made star on on the top an illuminated man-made star that was uh, put up back in the 40s, and it was put up initially to signal warning or if there was a, a problem or any issues. And then it became something um, that was put that, that they lit up during uh, holiday seasons. But long ago, you know, probably 30 years ago, it became uh, a staple where it was lit up all the time. As I talk to you, the star on Mill Mountain is illuminated, and it's done in uh, Christmas colors uh, currently. But, uh, they, yeah, so that star and became synonymous with Roanoke, and it's called the Star City of the South. So when I put – I'm from Roanoke, born and raised. My folks are from here. Um, I live, reside here, so it just made sense to call it Star City Whitetails. Oh, that's awesome! Yeah, I'm pulling. I just pulled up some pictures right now. Oh, that's pretty cool. That's awesome. It yeah, overlooks yeah. the whole town. Yeah, it helped. It it was a it was a uh, a very easy decision, and uh, I you know I, I love the turkey hunt. I like to fish. I like to you know uh, do outdoor stuff. But deer hunting's the main thing I enjoy the most as far as hunting is concerned. So that's why I just called it Star City Whitetails. Gotcha. No, that's awesome. That's really cool. So, you know, like talking about, you know, obviously sounds like you've been hunting for a while. What got you really into hunting? What continues, you know, obviously just a little talk we've had right now, like your passion behind it. Um, what, what I guess got you into hunting and what kind of keeps you driving it to expand it to other people? Uh, my grandfather is the one who started me uh, fishing, hunting, uh, but he is the one who introduced me of all of my family members. He was the only one that uh, hunted and fished. So he got me involved in a very, uh, at a very young age. And uh, I took to it immediately. Uh, it's something I liked. It's something that I 
um, did a lot with him. So that's where the passion was instilled, so to speak, or had that opportunity to uh, foster itself. And then as I've gotten older, that uh, I don't know, I think uh, that old saying, once it's in your blood, it's there. I mean, I've I've always embraced it. When I went to college, when I went off to college, I didn't hunt too much. I, I uh, enjoyed the college scene, and, and that's the only time really that there was any time out of hunting. Um, but as I've gotten older, um, that passion has only um, cemented itself, and uh, there's just something about hunting. I mean, obviously, if you're a hunter, you know exactly what I mean. Yes. Uh, it's in you. You enjoy it. You look forward to it. You embrace it. Um, it's special, it's tremendously special and a tradition, a tradition like none other. Um, but my grandfather, uh, all the praise and, uh, goes to him for, for starting me hunting. Uh, and I think that, uh, I'm faithful. I'm a faithful person. So I think that there's a reason that this was put in front of me. Um, I'm diligent about what I do with the page. I think anybody who follows it, Dustin, you could probably uh, agree with that. You know, I spend uh, a lot of time on it, but uh, it's worthwhile because I know that a lot of people enjoy it. Um, So it's become, uh, I I never want to say an obligation in any, uh, in a negative fashion. It's an obligation. Uh, It's a a blessed obligation at this point. And I enjoy everything about it. And uh, I love the sport, or it, w- or it would be difficult to do. I mean, I love the tradition of hunting and everything about it. Therefore, it comes very natural. No, that's awesome. That's amazing. What would you say is your favorite hunt or hunting memory that you would have? Uh, you know, there's a there's a few of them, but uh, probably the first deer I ever took. Um, which was with my grandfather. And uh, it was the first time he actually allowed me to sit away from him. I was, uh, let's see, I was 12 years old. But these days, kids, I mean, it's so, such an early on thing. You know, there's children that are five and six and seven-year-olds that harvest deer on the page. And that says a lot about their mentors. But, uh, you know, to have gotten them started and, and used to, shooting a rifle and those type of things but um my first hunt away from my grandfather's side was when i was 12 and uh he let me sit about 100 yards from him and uh it was uh, you could only shoot bucks at that very at the time we were in the woods you had to it had to be an antlered deer that you that you could shoot couldn't shoot does uh, at, at that uh, during that particular week that we were hunting. So he reminded me, and of course I rolled my eyes and said, "Granddad, I understand. You gotta yeah. have horns. I understand that, and it'll only have horns." So sat there for a while, and sure enough, here comes a deer. And man, what a rack that it had! It had a nice rack. Um, I shot it. It fell. My grandfather hurried up to where I was and, and was all excited as we walk over there. There aren't any horns on the deer. Oh, no. None. Yeah, none. <laughs> um, and he said, Jeffrey, you, sh- you shot a doe. 
but long story short, um, it was, you know, it, it's the only time it's happened, thankfully. But I tell you, the deer had horns when I shot it. It did. <laughs> I guess my imagination was such uh, that it, it that, and it honestly did. He wasn't too awfully mad. And we just reported it as such. And back in the day, that was accepted just more or less because we were honest about it. And uh, I think I remember that the most just because I can remember seeing the, I, as I sit here and talk to you, I can see the horns on the deer, but it didn't. And, and that's never happened again, <laughs> thankfully. Yeah. You know, it's never happened again, but it did. So I guess that's a, a tremendously uh, memorable hunt or the one that I can, uh, all of them are, are cherished, but that's one that I remembered like yesterday. That's awesome. That's great. That's a great story. Yeah, I, I remember my first hunt, <laughs> kind of like that. So I, I unfortunately didn't get a shoot at anything, but yeah, it's amazing. You know, going back and thinking about the first time that you actually did go out hunting. Um, yeah. Yeah. I mean, obviously, Virginia has great amount of hunting and different opportunities. What would you say? You know, like, would be your favorite animal or time of season or to hunt would be. Uh, I think for deer, you know, obviously the rut, I, I enjoy that um, mid-November or the 10th of November on through the end of November is it's kind of a magical month in Virginia, you know. Um, yeah. For me, I mean, I enjoy that. There's some people who would rather do it before or after, or, but I like that uh, when the, the bucks are, they're most curious and they're doing things they typically don't do, and they're spending more time on their feet during the daylight hours. So that's, uh, you know, that's that's my favorite. Um, a quick second that's grown on me enormously over the last decade is spring gobbler hunting. Um, okay. It's I I really really enjoy spring gobbler hunting. The interaction between you and the turkeys and. Uh, it's just, and the green up, you know, much like the fall here in Virginia, that time I'm talking about the rut, the leaves are magical. The colors in Virginia are magical, the leaves. But so is spring and you know, the green up. Um, flowers, you know, starting to pop, wildflowers, and uh, just things starting to come alive back in the woods. But uh, that uh, gobble of the, 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 Tom is is hard to match as well. I enjoy both uh, the rut hunting and uh, spring gobbling. Yeah, I remember this past April was my first time going turkey hunting, and I remember just walking out to get set up, and just the roar of the gobbles coming through the forest was something I did not expect to be coming from such a little turkey, just the echo. Yeah, they mean business. And, yeah, and you know, ultimately, that's when their mating season is too. So, you know, it's a it's a magical time to be in in the Virginia woods, but any many other places too. I've just uh, I frequent here hunting, so uh, I only I've only hunted spring gobblers uh, here in Virginia. But uh, yeah, the the being able to interact with them and hear them sound off and hopefully getting closer and the closer they get the anticipation builds, you know, before you can see them. And then, uh, once you lay eyes on them, you better, better be still and hope for the best. Yeah. 
yeah, turkey hunting is definitely not a person like that likes to move around. It's not a good hunt for them. It is not. Impatience will not do you good in any woods as far as hunting, but especially uh, spring gobbler. Yeah. Yeah, well, Clint, what, what do you have for him, Dustin? Uh, going back to, you know, when you said you started up the Facebook group and all, were you kind of just posting, you know, randomly or just were the, was the group just growing off of the people that were posting in it? Or when did you actually see that big pickup in the membership? Well, um, it's an open page, so you can just like it and you're there. I don't, it's not a, you know, even though um, I call people, you know, members, so to speak, but it's not a, it's, it takes no membership to join. You just, if you like it, you, you like it and you like the page and you're, you're part of it. But, uh, you know, I remember early on that it, uh, I'd post some things and I may not post something for a, a few days and you would hope somebody responded and posted something back and uh, something like that. But uh, I, uh, you know, it just, it, it, gathered some speed um and really i think what what really helped it is i decided to have a big buck contest which uh by the way this this well real soon the the second day of january is when i'll start because the season ends right uh, january 1 but the big buck contest which this will be the 10th anniversary of it that's awesome and, uh, yeah and uh so, you know, it, it started with just me doing some posts as I could think of things. And then maybe some people would comment. I remember me and my, um, I don't know, it was maybe a weekend or something, but I was sitting on the couch and I recognized that it was 500 people that liked the page at that point. And, and me and my wife, we were both like, wow, that's really cool. I thought that was awesome. I mean, it, it was awesome. But, uh, you know, then it's it's grown significantly since then and i think that the significance is just from the substance that's on the page and me continuing to promote goodness it's a clean page too by the way I, you right. know that dustin i don't put up with uh there's no it's no current policy because we have kids we have families and uh are people's opinions welcome yes but when opinions become disrespectful to others you know, I usually say something to you, and I, I'll message you privately, and and just hey, come on. And most people completely forget and they get lost. They reacted, they did something, but uh, yeah, I, I don't put up with a lot of bogusness, and uh, uh, because after all, sportsmen and sportswomen, sports people are supposed to act ethically and act respectfully, and uh, you know that's the way I like the page to be, and uh, that's the way I keep it, but. Uh, you know, it's, it's, uh, it's fortunately is the thing. I had no idea that, that this creating a page here locally would, you know, eventually lead to a, a following like it has or doing a podcast or anything like this. <laughs> all those things are blessings and, you know, that's, that's, that's just been part of it. Yeah. He, he runs a clean page. It's, it's times where I, I, you probably don't remember, but I've asked, hey, is it all right if I post this? And you're like, yeah, you can post that. And it's a couple times, you, yeah, I'd rather not you post. I think we were doing the uh, the diabetic shirts for my son. And you was like, yeah, I just, 
whether or not you do it on the page, that's cool, man. That's why I asked you first. But. Yeah, well, it depends. You know, I like to support everything, but what I can't do is if I like sales and, and things of that nature, because right once I do that, then Come I swap me. Well, it right. is, and, and I can't treat one person one way and others a different way. It, yeah. It's got to be all or nothing. And, uh, you know, that that's another good thing. Most people, most everyone has understood and respects and does ask, you know, which I appreciate. I appreciate that that people do ask if they can do that as opposed to just post it. But, uh, yeah, it's, it's, uh, you know, I, I, I've enjoyed, uh, doing it and, uh, providing a place for folks in Virginia to go to. That's for sure. Yeah, no, I, I mean, yeah, your page, some parts of other hunting pages, obviously, but I mean, yours is definitely the cleanest and most like, I think best articulate page I've been on. Um, as you mentioned earlier about that big buck contest, what what would someone, you know, what are the requirements for someone listening that would like to maybe enter in? How would they do that and what are the rules behind it? Well, most of it's simple, excluding the most difficult thing there is, which I still, after all the years I've hunted, haven't even been able to accomplish. And that's shoot a great big buck in Virginia because it's a Virginia contest only. It's got, uh, we had seven different divisions at the beginning of it, which the early bow season, I have the first month of bow that's uh, you know, governed towards the, the bow hunters to give them a chance to get out there. And uh, uh, although you can hunt bow all year, of course, but it gives those guys um, and gals their own and kids their own uh, contest. So they've got six different divisions that we'll decide in January, but uh to get in, one, the hardest requirement is to kill a, a big buck that will be significant enough to have weight in this contest, which has grown tremendously. And I'll explain that in a minute. But everything else is simple. You just send in the picture. You can message me on Messenger. You can add it to the page, whatever you like. Um, there's no entry fee. There's uh, You don't have to drag your deer to, to a show. You just simply send in a picture and uh i once the season has closed so next uh well after the first uh and i've already been doing this but i i i all the all the pictures that are sent in i have different folders uh for them uh the, the for the different divisions but i narrow those big bucks down because the big buck contest is in the following divisions youth women's men's mobility impaired um, divisions, um, national forest, big buck division. And we even have a national forest, uh, black bear best photo contest. Oh, that's so, awesome. Uh, yeah. A lot of different divisions, but the big buck contests, um, I narrow those down like national forest that just it being national forest narrows that down. So there's a, most of the folks who have sent in, pictures from the national forest they're all will be in the contest but like let's just say the men's and women's division i get thousands of pictures throughout the year and you know i think some people might be disappointed sometimes that their buck doesn't make the cut but trust me <clears throat> we celebrated everyone's picture when it was sent in and a lot of us paid homage to those uh, pictures but 
to make it to this cut of the big buck contest, it's going to have to be a whopper. And I narrow the thousands of deer down to maybe the top between two and 300. Okay. And, and then, um, we have, uh, voting from the folks that are members or again, not members, but like the page. Uh, the thing that I keep out of the contest, just so it's worthy of having, is popularity. Uh, obviously, we're on Facebook. The platform has a share button, right? Yeah. You could share it and get everybody in, in your neighborhood and your high school and all your friends and your, 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 your daughter's friends and your sisters and your cousins and everyone else to get people on there to vote for you. But you have to have liked my page before the voting begins for your vote to count. And people over the years have uh, accepted that. They understand it. They appreciate it. So most all of these votes uh, are uh, votes of integrity, votes of honesty, and they're people that are on my page. Um, but I, I ask people not to share it because, it, you know, if it was a popularity contest, why would it be worth getting gathering? There's almost $14,000 worth of prizes. Oh, wow. Yeah, so I would never ask anyone to put up a prize if it was done out of um, less than something that isn't done with integrity. So, you know, uh, but to to get in, you just send in your pictures. But come January 2nd, I will post those. Uh, I will post rounds maybe, um, and I'll post probably six to seven rounds every day of 10, 10 to 12 bucks in each round and those will be and of course i will tell you they might be the men's division round one two might be the women's division three might be mobility impaired division and each day this will take to whittle whittle all of these down to the finals it's probably going to take a week so the great thing about that is this those hunters get to be recelebrated. all of our yes. hunters in our virginia hunting community get a chance to see these deer again the ones that they forgot about because during the season, I don't recycle pictures or bring something back up from bow season and put it back on there to keep my page relevant. You saw it. Now I want to keep those uh, not in hiding, but in my folder until we bring them back out and really put a bow on the end of the season. And that's what I consider my contest. Um, it's a celebration it's a it's votes that are filled with integrity from our Virginia hunting community that follow my page. And we're going to crown champions. Actually, it's the first, second and third place in each of these divisions. So it's a no hunter left behind. And I know I'm getting long winded, but hey, there's a lot that goes with this. And through these years, this little page that I started, this is what it's, you know, uh, evolved into and I think people enjoy this big buck contest I know I do and there's a lot of sponsors that put up prizes uh, donations come from individuals uh, companies um, it's it's a, a blessing as far as that's concerned there's three different outfitters that have donated hunts to this oh contest. wow that's awesome yeah I mean in, in some of those packages $2,500 packages that someone's going to win. There's three different outfitters. So you want to go ahead and name them? Uh, Well, Potts Creek Outfitters. Potts Creek, which is in Paint Bank, Virginia. If you've ever been over over there, Dustin, I mean, that's 
what beautiful property. And uh, whomever wins our women's division, the top place will go on a turkey hunt, a three-day turkey hunt, lodging, food, everything. Uh, Paint Bank, this is the third year they've done it, uh, which is uh, a hop and a skips past Newcastle out that way. Okay. But beautiful land and a guided hunt. Um, also, Monquin Creek, Monquin Creek Outfitters, which is uh, in uh, King William County down eastern Virginia. This will be uh, the third year as well that uh, they have donated uh, a hunt. So our, our men's division winner will be going to Monquin Creek uh, for an outfitted hunt. And um, Road Boar Outfitters, which is in southern Georgia. It's a good little ride from here, but as far as hog population, you don't get better than that particular area. And the gentlemen who put that together are from Virginia, uh, but they have donated two different hunts, actually, there. So, and, and hey, there's, there's individuals that have made priceless donations as well it's uh that's just the blessing that this page has fulfilled for a lot of us not just me it's for the hunters it's for the i think the people who donate it they feel a blessing as well uh but you simply send in your picture trust me for you to be in the men's women's and youth division of the big buck contest it's they're going to be big bucks big virginia bucks one in which the majority of us uh, may have laid eyes on through a trail camera, but very few of us have ever had an opportunity to shoot at them. And, uh, but every single year, you know, that's what happens. Virginia is no longer really a sleeper state. Um, it's a great place to hunt. And if you manage your area well, you'll have nice deer to shoot at at some point to, if you're uh, disciplined with it. But uh, yeah, the contest is a no hunter left behind contest. We celebrate uh, everyone's hunt and, and harvest throughout the year. But as we get here to the end, it's going to be the home run derby of the big bucks and it'll be cool. Now, right. what, about, what about us that hadn't pulled the trigger on anything yet? Are we, are we getting anything out of this? <laughs> well, you're going to get some viewing pleasure. Oh, certainly big time viewing pleasure. And Dustin, you still got yourself between now and January one to get in the contest with a big one. And I know you hunt. So, uh, and Hey, here's the, here's the great thing. These deer that I, that I, uh, profile and put on my page again, these are deer I haven't taken. I'm 54 years old. I haven't taken these deer. I haven't taken some of these deer that 12 year old people, or 12 year old kids have shot, but you know what? It doesn't ever frustrate me. It, what it does, it tells me that, Hey, the next time I go, cause here's the thing. You never know unless you go But the next time I go, I might have an opportunity to shoot one of these deer that Virginia, uh, grows. Um, that's a little bit optimistic because, they always say if you want to shoot a big deer, you got to be hunting a big deer, meaning you got to know they're around. But I like the idea of being surprised, and uh, Virginia is no longer a surprise state. So, uh, Dustin, hey. you still got time, brother, to get in. And for those of us who didn't get a buck in it, which is always me too, uh, 
you enjoy the ride. You enjoy the show. You enjoy oh yeah putting a bow on the end of the season and really just celebrating the year that has passed, giving these hunters that have, were so fortunate to be in the right place at the right time, because that's what it's all about. Yeah, people, the moon phase, the ozonics, the, the wind, uh, the this, the that. I get it. I get it. All of those play a role to some extent. Certainly the wind does, but still. You had to be there, and so did he. So, That's I think it's I think it's amazing to be able to celebrate those people because they've been celebrated. They've been celebrated in their hometown, their friends, their family, when they shoot these big deer. But when they get on the stage like this, it's just another way of saying, "Hey, congrats again!" Because when you shoot a big buck and you do it legally, it's something that is going to be here today, tomorrow, and forever. So what how, what size are we looking at for you know the youth really? That's really what I enjoy watching kids and kids hunt. Yeah, well, me yeah. too, and I I do everything I can to promote that. And many of our Virginia hunters do everything they can to mentor, which is great. So I tell you, with the women and the youth, I usually put a lot of them in the contest, even though it's big buck. And those folks are going to vote that way. But I put a lot of, of the kids' pictures still in there that shot marginal. And I hate to say the word marginal because, hey, every harvest, you, you shoot what makes you happy. And that's what right. makes us all happy. But, hey, this is a big buck contest. So naturally, it's going to be voted around big bucks. But with the women and with the youth, I, I show a few more pictures uh, that aren't all of just the big buck caliber, but there's no size, you know, it's still in the eye of the beholder. That's the beautiful thing about my contest. When you take it to a show, naturally, who's going to win who's, is who gets the tape and, and has a tape put on it and who measures the best, right? Depending right. on what scoring system you're using. There is no scoring system here. You're looking at it. It's the eye of the beholder. It's your vote. Um, you know, Dustin, you could vote for every one of them. I do. I vote for every one of them in every round just because I want to be fair and want to spread the love. But, you know, a lot of people are going to vote for the one that fits their eye the best. And, hey, at the end of the day, the great thing about my contest is the majority of the time, you know, the, the, the ones that I really thought in my own time and looking at them should be the winners ultimately are because I don't play a role in that whatsoever other than I vote for everyone. I let the hunting community, again, that has liked my page, that isn't sharing it together and solicit outside votes for people to jump on my page who could care about, care less about hunting to vote for Uncle Bill's buck. You know, I rule all of that out and I watch it very closely and I'm, I'm good at uh, segregating that. But most people know the contest and they do vote with integrity and they make it very simple on me and they make it right for the hunters. And the cream rises to the top every year. So that's just another blessing about the, the contest and the page. That's awesome. How, how close is it usually the final votes for the winner? Very, very close. It could be within one or two. Oh, you know, wow. here's, the, here's the thing. When I call the vote, like when the polls open, they open, but uh, like the end of each day and I'll start to, I'll start maybe eight in the morning and then maybe 
an hour later pushed around and two hours later, but you know, seven, eight rounds, six rounds, whatever per day. Uh, and it, this thing's going to go on for a week or so before we crown our champions. But, uh, you know, you'll get a, a chance to vote. And it, each evening, usually about eight or nine is when I shut the voting down for the day for those rounds. And then whoever is the top vote getter out of those rounds for those particular um, uh, divisions, they move on. You know, I capture that picture, that name, uh, they move on. Next day, same thing. Obviously, the winners from the first day advance. They advance on. Then the second day, those winners advance on. And then so on and so forth. It's, it's kind of like, you know, March Madness with basketball. Yeah. You are eliminated uh, as you go. That's and right, uh, those who still stand move on, and we whittle it right on down. Uh, but again, this is the biggest one yet. And I was able to, uh, and again, blessed by the, the folks who, generously donated prizes but had enough prizes to go around to support having a first second and third in each of these divisions which i think is is good as opposed to just winner take all you know but uh it's it's a (laughs) the first year i did it there was 17 entries right 17 entries and guess what the one who won it he was over 200 inch boone and crockett virginia buck al clary you know, I remember it like it was yesterday. Al Clary with a big Eastern Virginia giant. Uh, and typically those who win every year, um, especially the biggest ones, they end up being over 200 inches, you know, which is a uh, 200 inch Boone and Crockett buck is great in anywhere, anywhere in North America, much less Virginia. Uh, so it's, uh, it's, it's grown from 17 entries to, thousands of entries it's just me narrowing it down and where it is tangible for all of us to enjoy over what is reasonable which would be a week it would not be reasonable for me to to post thousands of deer in rounds and and take up a month of time no one wants that and it's and it wouldn't be worthwhile but to put a final bow on the 2021 season uh, and to do it um in a, in a in a way that celebrates our Virginia hunters again, uh, to me is makes a lot of sense. That's awesome. That's really awesome. Yeah, yeah. Well, well, I spent a lot of time talking. I know that, but I at least wanted to explain some of those things. No, that was great. No, yeah. you you any question that I was thinking of that I would have written down to ask you the follow-up, you would hit right within the next five, six seconds. That was perfect. That well, was awesome. Do you have any other questions for him, Dustin? Nothing coming to me right now. All righty. Well, I want to thank you very much, Jeff, for um, coming on the show here. Um, you know, we will be able we will be posting you know the link to your star city uh facebook page so you know our listeners get maybe haven't found your page can go ahead and like it and you know yeah. maybe some that listen to virginia want to get in on this big buck buck contest and you know give them some time to get entered into it um there you go yeah it once could be, again, it could, they could have killed it at any time this season and still get in there's no expiration date as long as it was killed this year 
uh, and in Virginia, because this is a Virginia contest only. And uh, I would ask people to look me up on um, www.starcitywhitetails.com. You know, I got a website and uh, and we didn't talk about it, but I, I do and have done a lot of writing, okay. literal writing stories that I've covered on Virginia hunters. And not just hunters, some some other things, too, that are important to me. But I have a full-fledged website that has recipes. It has all the past winners. It has all the past uh, uh, photo galleries of years past. Spring the theme gobbler. song. Beg your pardon? The theme song. Yeah, yeah, theme song. Isn't that funny? Uh, a, one of my best friends, Ike Logan, who is uh, – a lifelong friend. He wrote that song in one evening in a cabin uh, that we all frequent, me and, and, and him and several other guys every year. Uh, he had a little hand drum and he played the guitar and we recorded it. And when I say recorded it, I'm on, on someone's phone. But that's been our th- the theme song for, I mean, that was done. That was done 10 years ago. That's awesome. Yeah, so... Uh, that's pretty cool when he wrote it and I was able to play the hand drum there in it. But uh, yeah, Facebook is the way to, to, to be involved with it. But at the same time, there's a lot of stuff on my fa- on my uh, website. Um, all, the st- all the articles I've written, all the stories I've covered for hunters, uh, photo galleries, videos of me self-filming my hunts. Um, those are on there. And uh, so... There's a, a couple ways to enjoy Star City Whitetails. Well, that's awesome. Yeah, I definitely will get the, your website in this description as well, so people can go ahead and um, follow or to check it out. Um, you know, I went through it beforehand on the show or the show, and yeah, it's definitely a cool website. Yeah, I've checked out the recipes a few times myself. Yeah, guys. Um. Yep. And uh, yep. Any any new folks who'd like to? It's it's you know you just. Get on there. I think you'll like the page and uh, enjoy the ride. And, you know, I appreciate you guys having me this evening. Yes, perfect. Well, thank you very much for coming on um, the show. And, you know, definitely we'll have to maybe have you back on right about the time when you announced the Big Buck winner. And we can maybe talk to you and talk about the process that went into it this year if you're open to that. Yeah, it'd be great. Yeah, there would be... uh, There'll be some happy, uh, happy hunters. Um, and I, I just hope that, you know, obviously it's going to be big bucks, but I do know that the folks who follow my page and have been part of it, they understand. Cause I think everybody likes a big buck, but we celebrate everyone's celebrations. We celebrate everything that people have harvested throughout the year. Because again, I think the most important thing is to get people involved in the sport and, appreciate and respect their involvement and at the level that they're involved in the sport and shoot what makes you happy. Yeah. If, if you're happy, we're happy. Yes. Yeah, so that is very true. Well, thank you again for coming on. You want to go check out um, Jeff's website. It is www.starcitywhitetails.com or you can find him on Facebook at star city whitetails.